This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Friday, April the 9th. The Duke of Edinburgh has died at the age of 99. Buckingham Palace confirmed the news earlier today, saying it is with deep sorrow that Her Majesty the Queen has announced the death of her beloved husband, His Royal Highness the Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. His Royal Highness passed away peacefully this morning at Windsor Castle. Prime Minister Boris Johnson was the first to pay tribute. He was the longest-serving consort in history, one of the last surviving people in this country to have served in the Second World War, at Cape Matapan, where he was mentioned in dispatches for bravery, and in the invasion of Sicily, where he saved his ship by his quick thinking. And from that conflict, he took an ethic of service that he applied throughout the unprecedented changes of the post-war era. Like the expert carriage driver that he was, he helped to steer the royal family and the monarchy so that it remains an institution indisputably vital to the balance and happiness of our national life. He was an environmentalist and a champion of the national world, natural world long before it was fashionable. With his Duke of Edinburgh award scheme, he shaped and inspired the lives of countless young people, and at literally tens of thousands of events, he fostered their hopes and encouraged their ambitions. We remember the Duke for all of this, and above all, for his steadfast support for Her Majesty the Queen. Not just as her consort, by her side every day of her reign, but as her husband, her strength and stay of more than 70 years. And it is to Her Majesty and her family that our nation's thoughts must turn today, because they have lost not just a much-loved and highly respected public figure, but a devoted husband and a proud and loving father, grandfather, and in recent years, great-grandfather. Speaking on their golden wedding anniversary, Her Majesty said, that our country owed her husband a greater debt than he would ever claim or we shall ever know. And I'm sure that estimate is correct. So we mourn today with Her Majesty the Queen. We offer our condolences to her and to all her family. And we give thanks as a nation and a kingdom for the extraordinary life and work of Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Prince Philip was born a Prince of Greece in 1921 and he first met the then Prince Elizabeth when she was just 13. The couple married soon after World War II. He saw himself as the modernizer of the British monarchy, orchestrating the first royal walkabout, but he was also known for his embarrassing gaffes. Well, the Archbishop of Canterbury has said in a statement today, on the occasions when I met him, I was always struck by his obvious joy at life, his inquiring mind and his ability to communicate to people from every background and walk of life. He was a master at putting people at their ease and making them feel special. 
The bells at Rochester Cathedral have been rung 99 times. We've also heard today from the Bishop of Dover, Rose Hudson-Wilkin. His was a life well lived. A consort, husband, father, grandfather, great-grandfather, elder statesman. Although out of the public gaze for some time since stepping back from public duty, one cannot think of Her Majesty without thinking of the lifelong companionship that they shared and the support he gave to her and the nation over the years. A special memory I have of him was when I was received at Buckingham Palace as one of Her Majesty's chaplains. I recall him joking with my girls. I will hold Her Majesty and her extended family in my prayers as they mourn the loss of His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh. Kent's MPs have been taking to social media to pay tribute. First, let's hear from Tunbridge and Morling's Tom Tugendhat, who met Prince Philip on several occasions through his roles in the military. He says his death is a great moment of sadness for our country. I was lucky enough to meet him on several occasions as Captain General of the Royal Marines and as Colonel of the Intelligence Corps. He was very much part of the military that I was privileged enough to serve. But he served much more than anybody else. First, he served in the Royal Navy during the Second World War and showed courage on operations. And later, he helped transform the world that we see around us. His commitment to everything from education, through sports and school, and of course, the Duke of Edinburgh Awards that he created, to his commitment to environmentalism and the World Wildlife Fund. The role that Prince Philip had in our community and in our country and around the world is one that lives on. Few have served the British family of nations or indeed the Commonwealth as long or as well as he has. He'll be missed by many of us. And I think we should all owe him a small debt of thanks. May his name be a blessing and a memory that brings joy to many, as he has brought comfort to our Queen and brought transformation to our nation. May he rest in peace. Folkestone and Hyde's Damien Collins has tweeted, The sorrow of the royal family will be shared around the world as we mark with respect the end of a great life. While Thanet's Sir Roger Gale posted, Very deeply saddened to learn of the death of the Duke of Edinburgh after a lifetime of dedicated and courageous service to our country and to Her Majesty the Queen. Council leaders in Kent have also shared messages. The chairman of Kent County Council, Graham Gibbons, said, His ease and good nature with the public when visiting the county and indeed the many other parts of the UK and the world will be remembered by many, as will his good humour and love of sports. Well, the Duke visited Kent a number of times. In the 1940s, he was pictured taking to the field in a cricket game while visiting Lord and Lady Braybourne near Ashford. In 1955, he opened Mid-Kent College at Horsted and visited the Arethusa training ship in Medway in 1960. A decade later, he went to Buckmore Park and celebrated 25 years of the Duke of Edinburgh scheme at Hever Castle in the 80s. Peter Westgarth was its chief executive for 14 years.
300,000 young people are doing this award at any one time. And what they're getting is this life-changing experience. The Duke's relationship with young people was actually quite a surprising thing. The way in which he engaged with young people when he met with them was extraordinary. Prince Philip was also welcomed to Chatham's historic dockyard in 1994. And in 2006, he opened the Caldecott Foundation in Ashford. Ill health meant he missed a number of royal events in recent years, though, and in 2017 the Duke retired from his own programme of royal duties. Flags across the county have been lowered to half-mast today and people in Rochester will be remembering him fondly. I mean, I, I love the royal family. I was shocked when the Queen Mother died, and obviously Diana and all that, and now Prince Philip. Like you know, it's just really, really shocking news, really. I mean, you know, yes. I say, you feel sorry for the Queen. I want to say to the Queen, you know, I'm so sorry. Oh, all the time we've known the royal family, he's been there, hasn't he? Like, even for well, you, really. it is, because she, she came to the throne the year I was born, yeah, so she's the only, yeah. yeah. Sure, so it's going to be a big change. Yeah. change. Yeah. But it, I think it was inevitable, because he didn't look very well. I don't really. think he looked very well. I, I think he looked part. awful when he came out of the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Mm, sure. Yeah. And devastating for the Queen, obviously, oh, too. Oh, good. I feel for her this year. She's been through... Prince Philip had recently spent four weeks in hospital and had a heart procedure. The royal family say further announcements will be made in due course and they join with people around the world in mourning his loss. You can read many more tributes from across the county at kentonline.co.uk. Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, has died today aged 99. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. Some other top stories to bring you today and a £10,000 reward has been put up for information after a woman was beaten, cut with a knife and drenched in alcohol before being tied up during a burglary in Frittenden. The victim, who's in her 60s, was discovered two days after it happened on Easter Sunday. A man had called at the property, claiming to be a cyclist and asking for a glass of water. A description of the suspect is at Kent Online. A Kent mum is calling for tougher child cruelty sentences after her ex-partner was sent to prison for just a year for injuring their baby. 24-year-old Daniel Baker from Warwick Road in Canterbury broke the little girl's leg and pushed a dummy into her mouth so hard it snapped a fold of skin tissue under her tongue. Currently, the maximum sentence for child cruelty offences is 10 years behind bars. Poppy Hurst has now set up a petition. She's been speaking to Jamie. The sentence in itself, I think, is 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 disgusting. It really is. It just makes our whole justice system look like a complete laughing stock. I mean, for, for someone to do this to such such an innocent and small baby and get a year but will only serve six months imprisonment for what he done. I think it's just, it's disgusting. And if you struggle to understand that sentencing quite a bit, has that been hard for you to get your head around? Uh, yeah, definitely. When um, probation phoned me a few weeks ago, when two days after he went to prison actually, and said um, he may be eligible for TAG in three months time. How How's your daughter doing now? How are you? How are you- coping and you know your thoughts as well moving forward as well she's absolutely fine luckily enough she was far too young to remember what happened to her um moving on obviously I've done the petition to other children who who have gone through this and received absolutely no justice because 
six months, it's not justice. What are you calling on specifically uh, in, in the petition? What would you like to see going forward? Um, I'd like to see a higher sentencing being able to be given to these these people because even the highest, highest sentence that they could possibly give for child abuse is still only 10 years. And it's just disgusting. Has it impacted you and your family as a wider family as well? Yeah, it took quite a while afterwards to create that bond again and be their mum again because they got taken from me because of something that, that I didn't do and that he couldn't admit to. So moving moving forward from that, um, obviously I'm just happy that he is okay, but there are some children out there that, that are not and that do remember and they need justice they need this to happen well poppy isn't the only mum in kent calling for sentences to be reviewed paula huddle from king's hill has also been campaigning after the birth parents of her son tony were jailed for 10 years if they know that they're going to get away with a, a a silly sentence then you know there's nothing to stop them i mean there also needs to be a lot more work in uh, actually preventing these from happening, these cases. Um, I mean, social services is at breaking point and they, they need more help. They need more help to protect these children and a lot more needs to be done. But if there was a bit more of a deterrent with these sentences, then maybe they would think again. From today, we're all being urged to take two free rapid COVID tests a week, even if we don't have symptoms. It's hoped a huge surge in testing will help identify and control any new variants. You'll be able to pick up the kits from pharmacies, community testing centres or get them delivered in the post. James Williams is Medway's Director of Public Health. Get self-tested twice a week. In doing that, what you will be able to do is give yourself assurance, one, that you're able to identify really quickly if you come into contact and have been infected and then take the appropriate action. Well, you can let us know what you think and if you'll be getting tested twice a week by responding to our daily question, just search on our Facebook and Twitter. Meantime, two symptom-free coronavirus testing sites in Kent are going to close. The Assembly Hall site in Tunbridge Wells will be replaced by a new one at the Camden Centre in Royal Victoria Place from next week. Ramsgate Port Centre is also shutting, with opening hours being extended in Birchington to make up for it. Folkestone and Hythe now has the lowest coronavirus infection rate in England. Just three cases have been reported there in the week to last Saturday. Dartford currently has the highest infection rate in Kent, but overall cases are continuing to drop. A million vaccines have now been administered in the county since the mass programme started. 62% of the population have had their first jab. You can see the data for where you live at Kent Online. And finally, just a reminder today of our main story. Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, has died at the age of 99. Buckingham Palace say he passed away peacefully at Windsor Castle this morning. Thanks ever so much for listening today. Don't forget to read more tributes to Prince Philip. Head to kentonline.co.uk. You can also subscribe to the IM News app, which will give you access to KM Group's newspapers by going to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.